Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Joe Weil. Red Sox fall tonight at Fenway Park by a score of 5-2 to two against the Cleveland Guardians. So the Red Sox now 7-7 seven and seven at Fenway this year, and now back below 500 at 13-14 and 14 overall. A tough night just in general for the Red Sox. We're going to break it all down. We'll talk about Another tough starting outing for the Red Sox. Nick Pavetta didn't get completely roughed up, but he does allow four runs and five innings of work, and he's hung up with his second loss of the season. And the Red Sox offense, they banged out eight hits, but when they had opportunities to capitalize, more times than not, they didn't. And they went two for 13 with runners in scoring position. So we'll get you a full recap of today's game. But right now, Red Sox manager Alex Cora is talking with the media. Let's hear what he has to say. Yeah, we had traffic and we didn't cash in, so we're going to keep putting pressure on them. That's what we do, but obviously not every day we're going to cash in. Um, he wasn't able to finish hitters. Started with Quan, the first the first hitter, 3-2 breaking, but he got a hit. Ramirez put a great at-bat, like two, 12 pitches, got right, got the base hit. Then the 2-0 fastball to Bell, you know, he hits off the wall. And then Straw with two strikes, same thing. So, um, you know, they chase around the zone. I think it was like they chase his fastball 70% of the time. But, you know, they, they put the ball in play with two strikes. You know, they there's not too many strikeouts. So um, I think he wasn't able to land his uh, breaking ball early in the counts. And they kept hunting up, 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 and fouled off pitches and got a, got a few hits. He had issues in the first inning last year. I think he's given up six runs and five. I mean, deep counts right away, right? 3-2 count to a leadoff hitter, a long at-bat by Ramirez, you know. Uh, I don't know about the other games, but in this one, uh, I think that at-bat, you know, the, those two at-bats, um, you know, they were tough. He put him in a tough spot pitch count-wise, and, uh, you know, he gave, he gave us enough, you know, and then Cutter obviously was tremendous. So, um, you know, that's a positive today. I mean, no finishing at bats, you know, it's three, two counts and, you know, it's just, it's pull, pull happy too. You know, he, he's a guy that hits the ball in the air to left center. He hasn't been able to do that. Missed a pitch. I think it was the second at bat 
then took a fastball on a two, I think it was a 2 2 count after being down 0 2. So. Good. I mean, he's in the middle of the field, staying with breaking balls, uh, playing great defense. He made some plays, and he almost made that one, the, the one from Bell. So, uh, you know, he's in a good spot right now. He is. And uh, he's playing with a, a lot of energy, a lot of confidence, and uh, we're very happy where he's at. So Alex Cora ending that press conference there, noting a positive. Of course, he was asked the question there, but Jaron Duran really has been a positive for the Red Sox since being called up from Worcester Three for four tonight with three doubles. The average up to 436 to start this season. So 17 for 39 is how Duran has started off his 2023 campaign. It's been awesome to watch, but the rest of the game, not necessarily the case. And at the front end of that, you heard Alex Cora talk about Nick Pavetta and the fact that he wasn't able to finish hitters. That was the quote there. And in the first inning, he threw 32 pitches. And Alex Cora there just talked about Stephen Kwan, who led off the game 3-2 pitch. He hits a single to right field. And then Jose Ramirez. I mean, this is why this guy is one of the best players in baseball, but he works a 12-pitch at bat, and on the 12th pitch, he hits a single to put runners at the corners with one out in the top of the first inning, and it ended up just being a tough inning for Nick Pavetta. A sack fly by Josh Naylor put the Guardians on top, one to nothing, and then Josh Bell came through with an RBI double, and you heard Alex Cora again. He talked about that as well, a 2-0 pitch that Bell ends up ripping. So three hits, two runs, and as I just mentioned, 32 pitches from Nick Pavetta in that first inning. And then in the second, the Guardians are able to tack on another run. Will Brennan's hit by a pitch. He ends up stealing second. And then Miles Straw came, uh, comes through with an RBI single to make it 3 to nothing. after that. The Red Sox were able to get one back in the bottom of the second inning. Tristan Casas walked with one out. And then Jaron Duran hit his first of three doubles to put runners at second and third and one out. And then Kike Hernandez stepped to the plate. And here is tonight's Nissan Red Sox postgame show highlight. The pitch. Ground ball, left side, throw for a base hit. It'll score one. And holding it third is Duran. Ball hit too hard. The shallow left where Quan grabbed it. And the Red Sox are on the board. Three to one, Guardians. So for Hernandez, that's his 10th RBI this season. And that was tonight's highlight from tonight's Nissan postgame, a Red Sox postgame show. You deserve a car that that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience a thrill for yourself today. Shop NissanUSA.com. So that made it a 3-1 game, but that was just one of two hits the Red Sox had with runners in scoring position. Uh, The Red Sox had runners at the corners with one out after that. That RBI single from Kike Hernandez and then Reese McGuire, he ends up grounding into a double play to end the threat. And then the Guardians, they tack on another in the top of the fourth inning, a solo shot by Mike Zanino on a ball that was in most ballparks probably an out. It had an expected batting average of just 260, but it was a Fenway homer. It just went over the green monster out there at left field, 105.8 miles per hour off the bat, 346 feet. And so per for Nick Pavetta, the final line, five innings pitched, five hits, four runs. He walks two and strikes out five, and he's hung up with the loss. So he falls to one and two on the season. And uh, just another tough one for the Red Sox on a starting side. They do get at least five innings from Pavetta, but it's just not good enough for a starting staff that, frankly, has not been good enough this season for the Red Sox. Boston would get one more back uh, in the 
uh, later in the game. They get one in the bottom of the fifth inning to draw a run closer uh, against Shane Bieber, uh, who ended up being great tonight. Seven innings pitched, five hits, two runs, two walks, and he struck out four. So he improves to 2-1 and one on the season. And then the Guardians' bullpen closes it out with two combined innings between uh, Trevor Steffen and Emmanuel Class A. So again, 5-2 the final. The Guardians a winner over the Red Sox. We'd love to hear from you. The number to call in, 617-779-7937, 617-779-7937. Let this be a safe place to air your frustrations about this team that has now fallen below 500, and it's the same problem plaguing them uh, in this game again, it's that starting pitching. The numbers for the Red Sox coming into tonight from a starting pitching side, they had the 29th worst ERA in Major League Baseball at 6.41. Uh, that was only ahead of the Oakland Athletics, who we've mentioned on this uh, on the postgame show here on Red Sox Review, that they're barely fielding a Major League Baseball team at this point. So it has uh, certainly been a, a frustrating go for the starting staff. And here's where Pavetta it puts himself in all of this. There are a lot of guys that the Red Sox have that have, you know, an immense potential. You can see it when they're on the mound. And I'm talking about the younger guys right now. You know, Tanner Houck, Garrett Whitlock, although he's now on the 15-day injured list, which is certainly a huge blow. That was announced today. He's on the injured list uh, with right elbow ulnar neuritis. Neuritis is irritation and inflammation of the nerve on the inside portion of the elbow. So uh, that can lead to some elbow pain and numbness and tingling. And Whitlock said he started feeling that tingling numbness before his last start and tried to pitch but decided to get it looked at. And, you know, it's obviously worrisome because Whitlock has had Tommy John surgery before. That's how he was able to be a Rule 5 pick. The Yankees let him go. The Red Sox scooped him up. And you know, what a what a move that ended up being for the Red Sox because he's been such a quality pitcher over his two-plus years uh, here with Boston. But now he's not a part of the rotation. And, of course, to take his spot, it's Brian Bayo who has immense potential. I mean, this guy's been par- compared to Pedro, even if I feel like that's, you know, getting a little ahead of ourselves. And we've seen some nice outings out of Bayo, not this season, but last year he really showed some potential and got really unlucky uh, in his starts. You look at... You know, his FIP compared to his ERA, and it just doesn't quite match. He got he got really unlucky with ground balls that just skirted through the infield and, and wasn't hit all that hard because his stuff is pretty good. But going back to Pavetta, what you can rely upon for Nick Pavetta is innings. The problem is he can't be your most consistent guy because he's just not all that consistent in terms of giving you upper echelon type starting pitching he has done it in his Red Sox career and you know that because you've seen it we saw it in the postseason in 2021 with a couple of really nice outings for the Red Sox of course what he did in game three against Tampa Bay I I think that will live on even though the Red Sox ended up not winning the World Series that year but he came into this start bottom third in the league in a hard hit rate and bottom eight uh, about in the bottom eight percentile in exit velocity, and he didn't necessarily get hit so hard today. There were 14 balls in play, six hard hit, but the problem was he wasn't able to put away batters, and if he can't do that, even though he has good stuff, the breaking ball was pretty good today, but the fastball, he, he just couldn't, he could, could not get a lot of swings and misses on it. Overall in the game, 60 swings, 11 whips, but specifically with the fastball that was that was a pitch that he just it just ended up getting fouled off time after time and the guardians are a pesky team right they came into today 
with the least amount of home runs in Major League Baseball, 27th in slugging percentage, and 24th in exit velocity, what they do do well is they're a pesky bunch. They came in second best in Major League Baseball in uh, strikeout percentage. It was at 19.3, and they also lead the majors in stolen bases, and they put both of those on display tonight against Nick Pavetta. And so, again, we get another one of these sort of typical or becoming typical type Nick Pavetta outings where he's okay. And, and, and this one was sort of on the bottom side of okay because four runs allowed in five innings, that's just more times than not going, not going to get the job done. And that was the case tonight. The Guardians win it 5-2 to two over the Red Sox. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 37937. We'd love to hear from you. Again, a ton to break down with the Red Sox falling again tonight by a score of 5-2, to two, now below 500. We'll talk about the Garrett Whitlock news a little bit more. We'll also di- uh, dive into the offense and their performance tonight. But Coming up right now, we have to get what's trending here on WEEI. And here's Stiz with what's trending. There's a lot. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, it has been an absolute shootout for the Bruins and Panthers tonight as the Bruins look to close out their series against Florida. With just under two minutes left to play, Florida is in the lead 6 to 5. The Bruins have pulled their goalie and are looking to get this win. And it took longer than expected to get it done, but the Celtics closed out their series against the Atlanta Hawks, winning game six on the road last night, 129-121. to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both had 31 points. Marcus Smart had 19, and Derek White with 18. The 76ers will head into town next week for game one of the series. That tip-off will be 7.30 on Monday night. The Red Sox lost to the Cleveland Guardians tonight at Fenway Park, losing 5-2. Nick Pavetta got the start, getting hung up with four runs in five innings of work. The Red Sox will be back at it tomorrow for the second game of this series. First pitch at 4-10. And earlier tonight, the Patriots selected Georgia defensive end Keon White with the 46th pick of the 2023 NFL Draft. White transferred to Georgia Tech in 21, coming up big in his final season, earning third-team All-ACC notice by leading the Yellow Jackets with 14 tackles for loss and seven and a half sacks among his 54 to- uh, total stops in 12 starts. Last night, the Patriots selected Oregon cornerback Christian Gonzalez with the 17th pick. Gonzalez, who transferred to Oregon after two seasons at Colorado, is effective both in coverage against in coverage and against the run notching four interceptions and 50 tackles last season. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Red Sox review right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Well, if you're a Boston sports fan, you feel like you've just been slammed because of what happened to the Red Sox tonight. They lose 5-2 to two against the Guardians. But on top of that, the Bruins now are going to be playing a Game 7. They just Unreal. lost to the Florida Panthers by a score of 7-5. to five. Hard to believe, Stiz. And I was just thinking this as we were coming back from break. Thank goodness the Celtics won yesterday to take out a little bit of the anxiety in town What's going on with the local sports teams. Yeah, and, you know, we would have thought that the Bruins would have easily, you know, closed this series a lot earlier, but my God. Yeah, I mean, of course, best regular season ever. And here the Bruins are playing a game seven. This is you see this in hockey more than you see it in other sports where, you know, a, a series like this between two teams with uh, such a disparity in how they performed in the regular season uh, playing out like this. But obviously it's unsettling that that game just went final. And that's the reason I just wanted to mention that score again. Seven five, the final Panthers over the Bruins. But we're. You're on Red Sox Review. Joe Weil with you. We appreciate you joining us on WEI. The number to call, 617-779-7937. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 37937. And, and a texter here just channeling uh, some of the, the, the negative feelings from tonight. He says, as a lifelong Red Sox fan, I've done paying to go to games and feel ownership has done the same and and listen I mean the team is 13 and 14 now in the season they they started to show some consistency after the Rays series and you know they were 8 and 4 over a 12 game span and 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 just looking at the schedule after that Rays series you wondered where this team would be because a lot of the teams that they're playing right now are are in the playoff hunt of course the Guardians won the AL Central last year and I, I would say coming into this season, they were probably the favorite to repeat this year. And uh, in the Red Sox, again tonight, starting pitching ends up being a killer for them. Not that Nick Pavetta was terrible tonight, but just not good enough. And it was early uh, in this game that you could tell he just didn't have his best stuff. He ends up going five innings and allowing five hits and four runs. He walks two and uh, strikes out five and falls to one and two now on the season but this is a guy that that has given the Red Sox length this year and of course length has been a problem for the starting staff in, in the innings that they've given uh to begin this year innings pitched uh they were 25th in major league baseball coming into the night and that's why the bullpen's been so taxed uh this season and and again at least for tonight Cutter Crawford is the only guy out of the pen, and, and he's great. And I want to get into his outing a little bit more and just the overall scope of the rotation for this year because th- there are so many question marks. And uh, in a healthy rotation, Pavetta is your back-end guy, right? But right now, and I'm not saying he's been the ace because I, I don't think anybody has truly been the ace, although I think you have to give Tanner Houck some love for, for some of his outings this year. But at this point, at least with Pavetta, you can you can at least ask, say to him, okay, you can give us five and keep us in the game, but it just isn't good enough tonight. And credit Cleveland, of course, Shane Bieber on the mound on the other side. He's one. He's been one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball over the last you know four to five years. So they they run into a tough opponent again. As I mentioned in our first segment, 
the Red Sox, in, with runners in scoring position tonight, they ended up getting really hurt because they were just 2 of 13, and they had opportunities to really get back into this game, and they just could not. 617-779-7937. We're going to get more into the Garrett Whitlock talk with the news today and with him on the 15-day injury list. But let's go to the phones. Wally and Fall River wants to chat. Sucks. Wally, what's going on? Yeah, what's up, Joe? I mean, we all know the truth with this team already, I I think. I mean, like I said before to you, you can wait another 20 or 30, but uh, we just don't have the starting pitching. Uh, you look at the lineup, nobody really scares you in this lineup except Devers. I mean, you know, you waiting for Duran's hot now, but he can't do everything. Uh as, as as far as tonight goes, we had our chances to get. You know, you have it was leave it to Beaver night. He he shut us down when he had to. Uh, we don't have a starter. You can't depend on uh, uh, Sale and uh, Corey Kluber to wheel off five or six. I think they've seen their better days, but uh, it's going to be a long hot summer with this team. Poor Cora has to piece together his lineup every night because you you. You don't have an explosive lineup, uh, Joe. No, not necessarily explosive, but we just can't seem to get it going with with certain guys. Well, Wally, I really appreciate the call. And, and you hit on a couple things that I think are worth getting into. And if you want to grab his line, the number is 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. And you can also join the conversation via text with 37937. Sox fall 5-2 to two today against the Cleveland Guardians at Fenway Park. But let's just hit on a couple things that Wally just mentioned. I, I do think you have to be realistic with this team. I, I think a realistic, optimistic expectation, again, this is an optimistic expectation with where the Red Sox are right now, is that this team, if things break right, could compete for a wild card spot. But... I think if you look at you know that 50 percentile or well, what could happen this year, uh, at least that middle range of outcomes, it's them missing the playoffs and hovering around 500. And that's how it's played out right now with them being 13 and 14 overall in the year. But the starting pitching, while he hit on it, I, it's the biggest question mark, and it was the biggest question mark coming into the season. And that's exactly how it's played out. So I, it's hard to be shocked by what's happened here because this is what, you expected coming into the year, right? You figured the offense would be okay, and I think any conservative way of talking about the offense is to say that it's a top 10 offense in Major League Baseball, and while that may sound a little bit ridiculous, when you when you think about what Wally just said and saying how there aren't a lot of guys you fear, I mean, Rafael Devers is one of those guys, but he's scuffling a little bit. Uh, he ends up going 0 for 3 tonight with a walk. He did come up in a big spot in the eighth inning, the Red Sox were threatening. They had uh, runners uh, on base, runners at the corners uh, with one out, and he ends up striking out. That ends up being sort of a huge spot for the Red Sox in that when they were only down by two, and you figure, okay, you got your 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 best hitter at the plate, um, but he has had a rough go of it, only uh, with one hit over his last five games. So, uh, but but overall, when you look at the offense for the Red Sox, they did come into tonight OPS wise ninth best in Major League Baseball. Third and runs scored. Uh, homers tied for sixth. Their strikeout rate was eighth best in the sport. The one thing they don't do well is steal. They don't have a lot of speed on this team. But again, conservatively, I think you can say that this is a top 10 offense 
It just didn't happen for them tonight. And they did hit the ball hard, but the problem was, again, when they had runners on, they just couldn't come through with the big hit outside of, you know, Kike Hernandez coming through with an RBI single in the second inning. They did get one more hit with runners in scoring position, but that was it for them tonight. And so the the offense hurt, and I, and I understand the point about this team not having so many guys that scare you like that 2018 team did. You know, where you'd look up and down the line and say, okay, oh my goodness, we got to get through Mookie Betts, Sander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, obviously a younger Rafael Devers as well. But there aren't a lot of superstar type guys on this team. But I do think you have a lot of quality hitters. So I'll be curious to see how the Red Sox bounce back tomorrow. And I even like what they did with the, the lineup today. And you heard Joe and Will talk about it on the broadcast. This could be the lineup that they go with here for, for a little bit to try to get Rafael Devers out of this, this little lull that he's in right now. Uh, but they went Alex Verdugo, Masataki Yoshida, Justin Turner, and then Rafael Devers batting in the four spot. They had Devers mostly hitting two and then Yoshida batting fourth, but they've mixed them up to, to try to see how that shakes out. It just didn't work out tonight. And again, it's, it, it'll be key to try to unlock Devers here and get him out of this little funk that he's in because, listen, the guy's still hitting the ball so hard. 23rd best in the sport in barrel percentage, 22nd best in the whole sport in hard hit rate, uh, 51.9% coming into this one, and then 13th best in average exit velocity. Uh, he'd averaged hitting the ball at 93.7 miles per hour coming into tonight. The biggest problem him is his chase rate. I mean, he is chasing balls out of the zone and heard Alex Cora talk about it in the pregame show with Will again about why he's in the four spot and, and that hits on it. He did come into tonight uh, in the uh, eighth percentile in chase rate. So it has been something that uh, has been a bugaboo for him. We do know he likes to expand the, no- the zone. We do like do know that he's a very aggressive hitter. But it, it 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 he'll 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 get out of this little funk, Rafael Devers. I believe in it because he's just that good, and the Red Sox wouldn't have committed that type of money that he would have gotten on the open market had they not extended him. The number to call in six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven again six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. The Sox fall today against the Guardians by a score of five to two at Fenway Park. They'll be back at it tomorrow with a four ten uh first pitch and it will be Brian Bayo on the hill. So uh, a quick demotion to Worcester and then getting called right back up. And the reason for that is because Garrett Whitlock is now on the 15-day injured list. This was announced today uh, due to right elbow ulnar neuritis. And again, if you don't know what that is, neuritis is irritation and inflammation of the nerve on the inside portion of the elbow. And that could lead to elbow pain and numbness and tingling. And when Garrett Whitlock had a chance to talk to the media today, he said he started feeling tingling numbness uh, before his last start and then tried to pitch but decided to get it looked at. And it is worrisome, as we talked about a little bit before on the program, you know, that he has had Tommy John surgery before. Uh, so you, when you think about anything right elbow-based, you get a little bit concerned. Uh, he hasn't had an MRI yet, MRI yet, but they're hoping to get more info from a doctor soon. Uh, but it's been a, a start and stop. You know, season for Whitlock, when you think about it, he was delayed here at the big league level because he was re- recovering from offseason hip surgery. And when he made his starts here, he was uh, uneven. I mean, he had one really good outing, but the other two not so great. And so overall, one and two, 6.19 ERA. 
Uh, and then in his most recent outing, that was against the Brewers. In four innings, he allowed five runs and eight hits in what ended up being a 5-4 loss against the Brewers. Again, we don't know long-term as of right now what it looks like, but Alex Cora did say there's not much concern about Whitlock. The Sox are hoping that he'll just miss a couple starts and you know, we'll see how he responds to treatment. And one of the quotes that Alex Cora gave is, we'll take care of him and whenever he's ready, uh, he's ready. But it's, it, it, it's, it's such a bummer to hear this with Garrett Whitlock today because one, we've seen how valuable he is to have on this major league roster. And we've mostly seen it as a reliever and what he did. Uh, he did in that in a relief role last year. He split time between starting and relieving, but especially in 2021, we saw what a weapon this guy could be for the Red Sox just to have, uh, you know, as a, as a pitcher on this major league roster, he was that good uh, for the Red Sox in, in 2021. He, he led the Red Sox in relief innings. 1.96 ERA uh, was just stellar. And then of course, last year he got a chance to pitch at the big league level as a starter, which he had done in the minors and mixed results there. And then of course he goes on the injured list. He comes back, but he's still not completely right. And you were hoping to finally see what it would look like. And and I was among those skeptical about when he was thrusted into the starting rotation to begin the year, because I just thought he was so special out of the bullpen. And I think for anybody that was watching the Red Sox and saw them in 2021 specifically, and then at the beginning of 2022, he was special, right? He was one of the, the, the guys that Alex Cora could actually rely upon in that 2020 playoff run in the back end of the bullpen, he was pretty good outside of, you know, that center cut fastball to Jose Altuve in game four of the ALCS that tied that game. And of course the Astros won the final three games. Uh, But, you know, I, I ended up warming up to the idea of having him in the starting staff when you think about the overall, uh, outlook of the Red Sox this season again being realistic as as our caller Wally from Fall River was uh, when he just chimed in you know about what this team would do this year again I think the most optimistic look of this team is that they would be competing for a wild card spot late in the season and you know who knows again looking at it most optimistically they can maybe get there but uh, I, I still thought as we we started to get toward this season that having Garrett Whitlock as a starting pitcher, you can finally see what you have. And then, okay, if it doesn't work out, you put him in the bullpen. Uh, and he had one start against the Angels, the one you know really solid start out of the three that he had, one run allowed in seven innings of work. And it's not, not, it's not as if the Angels are necessarily world beaters, though if the Red Sox were competing in the AL West, it'd look a whole lot different for them in terms of actually winning the division compared to uh, where they are in the American League East, which is now nine games back of Tampa Bay. But with that seven-inning, one-run outing that he had against the Angels, I, I was looking at a, a tweet from Lou Merloni, uh, who obviously does great work for this network and on, on Nesson. And, you know, he, he had this tweet that I it very much resonated with me. It said, I've always been a put Whitlock in the pen guy. And after watching that outing, and he was talking about the one against the Angels, makes you think about he and Bayo in the rotation moving forward. So impressive today on a day where they desperately needed length from him. And that's been the case for the Red Sox this whole season. They have needed length from their starters because their bullpen is already so taxed to begin 2023. I mean, that's why Bayo was sent down to Worcester, uh, because there was such a need to bring up a bullpen arm because the bullpen has just been utilized so much this year. Anyway, just to, to recap where I'm going with this, and again, if you missed this news, Garrett Whitlock on the 15-day injured list due to right elbow ulnar neuritis, it's obviously such a bummer. But 
the Red Sox just need to do whatever they can to get this guy healthy because wherever he ends up long-term, starter or reliever, he's so important to this team's future. He's a guy that's under control now for several years. And, you know, you look at Bloom's tenure, I mean, there's obviously a lot of negative things you can look at. And if you're a Red Sox fan, and the, more, the many of them that have, ch- you know, for all the people that have chimed into this program, we've heard from you. And it all makes sense. I mean, I'm feeling the same way as as you are with the frustrations watching this team and how things have gone over the last year plus after 2021. And you just need to figure out where this guy is and to get him healthy because he's so important. And I bring up Heim Bloom because I think when you think of his best moves this year, uh, as during his tenure with the Red Sox. This one is always at the top of the list when people try to rattle those off. And if he's going to be the guy that's at the top of your list over the best moves you've made since taking over, which was prior to the 2020 season, you really need him to work out in some way. Again, if it's the bullpen long term or if it's a starting role, we got to get this guy healthy. And this is not great news today. Again, hopefully it's not something that really impacts them long term, but it does hurt them in the short term because, again, the rotation is such a question mark. You were hoping to figure out what you had with this guy in the starting staff. And I think you're playing from behind from a standpoint of people can always point to Whitlock's track record in 2021 in a relief role and say, okay, he did it pretty well here. Why are you putting him in a starting role? And you were hoping to at least get some positive results from Whitlock early on because then that, that that pushes that conversation to the side about what exactly you're doing with him. But instead of him, it's Brian Bayo now starting tomorrow, and that that's a whole another set of question marks, and it, it will be intriguing because I think with this season, again, if you're being realistic now about the expectations of what the Red Sox should be, uh, where they will be this year, you want to see what you have in this guy because he's one of the more exciting pieces that you have. I mean, I know I came into this season with Brian Bayo being one of my top uh, – one of the top things that I was looking forward to watching this year. So at least we get to see him again tomorrow, but obviously a bummer with the Garrett Whitlock news. We do have some more news and notes to get to. We'll get into that in our final segment, but the Red Sox do fall today, five to two against the Cleveland guardians. One positive again tonight, Jaron Duran, who is now hitting four thirty six on the season. Thanks to a three for four effort tonight. He hits three doubles. Two of them were hard hit. One was, one that just sort of dinked in, but you'll take the double anyway. You can get him, and for a guy that's trying to establish himself here at the big league level after a rough 2022, he has certainly done that, and he has been just such a delight to watch. It's one of the few positives you can take out of tonight. Kike Hernandez also picks up two hits, and then Cutter Crawford, who could be a guy uh, that finds his way into the rotation at some point if he continues to pitch like he did tonight, uh, he was great tonight. Four innings pitch, three hits, one run, no walks, three strikeouts. I, I'm very curious to see how he develops uh, for the rest of the season because he has been quite a delight. And I actually have the updated numbers for him after his first outing of the season when he gave up seven runs and four innings of work against Pittsburgh. But since that outing, 20 and a third innings pitched, 12 hits, three runs, and 18 strikeouts. I think the most impressive part about it, too, no walks, and he gives up one home run tonight to Will Brennan, but uh, outside of that, he was he was really sharp. And that ERA in that span, 1.33, again, since his first outing. 
But the final tonight, 5-2 to two in favor of the Cleveland Guardians. You're listening to Red Sox Review. Still time to chime in, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 37937. We're taking you all the way up to 11 p.m. We'll preview tomorrow's game as well. So stay tuned. More Red Sox Review coming up right after this on WEEI. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Back here on Red Sox Review, Joe Weil with you here in the WEI studios. Stiz behind the glass. The Red Sox fall today 5-2 to two against the Cleveland Guardians. Boston falls to 13-14 on the season. Now the Guardians 13-13 on the year. Uh, we'll preview tomorrow's game up here in a little bit with Brian Bayo getting the start. That'll be a 4-10 start time to that game. Overall frustrating night. Nick Pavetta, five innings pitch, five hits, four runs. Uh, he ends up getting hung up with the loss, so he falls to 1-2 and two in his ERA north of 5. Offensively, a struggle for the Red Sox, just two runs, and they really struggle with guys on base. And Sean from Idaho wants to talk about specifically that. Sean, what's going on? Hey there. Yeah. Thanks for your uh, taking my call. Yeah. You know, it's been a frustrating, you know, I'd say week for Boston sports in general with the Red Sox uh, Celtics. We know, I'm not trying to get off topic because it is Red Sox review Celtics. It was uh, good to move on last night. Bruins has everybody fuming, but anyway, with the Red Sox, yes, uh, it's still a long season. It can be corrected and stuff, but, Problem tonight, lack of hitting. they got to get men home when men are on base, and I know that they will get better in due course, in my view. I, I just, I think you'd agree with me about that, that, yeah, putting men on, that just can drive anybody crazy. Like, please get a run out of that. <laughs> no, Sean, <laughs> you know? I, com- I, I completely agree. We appreciate you you're calling in. And it's, it's It was such a big part of tonight. And if you want to grab his line, still a little bit of time uh, as we take you all the way up to 11 p.m., 617-779-7937, the number to call in. But Sean hits on the biggest thing tonight for the Red Sox. Uh, starting pitching was part of it. And as I've said all, all night long, Nick Pavetta was okay. He wasn't awful, but he was okay. Not quite good enough, I think, from what you'd want out of a starter with four runs and five innings, but it was a frustrating night to watch the Red Sox on the offensive side because they were able to get guys on base, but more times than not, they just couldn't drive them in. Again, the number was two for 13 with runners in scoring position, and there were a couple of key moments where you felt like the Red Sox were on the precipice of of possibly tying the game. In the bottom of the second, Kike Hernandez comes through with the lone RBI tonight uh, off a hit with runners in scoring position. That was in the second inning, an RBI single. And then after that, the Red Sox had runners at the corners, one out. It was a 3-1 game, a chance to get back into it. And then Reese McGuire, who's been great offensively, a BABIP god, you know, 341 average coming into the night, and he grounds into a 4-6-3 double play. Uh, that ends that inning. And then I think another key spot was that eighth inning with, with Devers up at the plate. You had two on, one out. Um, you know, Trevor Steffen on the mound, who's been, he's been really good, but he's not necessarily, uh, he's not Emmanuel Class A, who, you know, when he comes in three run lead, it's, it's more times than not going to be game over. But they had a spot where, again, it was runners at the corners, and then you had or two runners on for Devers, a golden opportunity uh, to get back into the game. And again, he's your best hitter. I mean, that's why you extended him all the way into the next decade because he's just that good. And with runners at the corners and one out, Devers strikes out. It ends up being a huge, huge at-bat as Stefan's able to get out of the inning. 
And then in the ninth inning, Duran starts off that frame with a double and then three straight outs after that. I also think in the seventh, too, I, I, I glossed over that one, but Jaron Duran starts off that inning with a double. At that point, it's a two-run game. It's Shane Bieber's, you have a feeling it's his last inning, and it's followed up by a pop-out by Kike Hernandez. Reese McGuire strikes out, and then Manuel Valdez bounces out to second base. So that ends up ending uh, that threat. And again, that was the theme all night for the Red Sox. Now below 513-14 on the year uh, with a 5-2 loss tonight against the Red Sox. Just want to hit on a couple of news and notes as we uh, start to wind down here on Red Sox Review. Uh, Chris Martin did pitch tonight in Worcester. He was placed on the 15-day injury list with right shoulder inflammation a little bit earlier this year. Uh, He goes one inning and allows two runs. And Alex Cora said in the Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show that the hope is he's up in Boston uh, by Sunday Yu Chang uh, yesterday underwent a successful left hammock uh, excision. That procedure was performed uh, at Newton Wellesley Hospital. And then, of course, the biggest news today with Garrett Whitlock being placed on the 15-day injured list with right elbow ulnar neuritis with Bayo now being called up to the Red Sox, and he gets the start uh, tomorrow for Boston against the Guardians. And then there was another one I wanted to add, to. This was one of the more minor notes, but the Red Sox claimed right-hander Justin Garza off waivers uh, from the Angels. He's been optioned to Worcester. He's 29 years old. Uh, he's pitched 21 games in the big leagues, all with Cleveland in 2021. He posted a 4.71 ERA with 29 strikeouts. All right, we have time for one more call. Let's go to David in Florida. David in Florida. They've proven, they've proven that they're just going to wallow in mediocrity for the whole season. And, uh, I mean, like you just said, I mean, they're just good enough to be mediocre. And maybe maybe sometime they'll have a 12-game winning streak. Maybe sometime they'll lose 8 out of 13. But they're just going to wallow in mediocrity, and it's disgusting. And I don't know how you go back to Omar in Game Seven. I had to throw that in there. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, no, it's no, it's totally okay. And and if 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 you've missed out on what happened with the Bruins tonight, they they lost seven to five against the Panthers. It's just overall been a negative night here in Boston. Uh, with on the sports side, with the Red Sox losing today, and somehow this Bruins team, who's just you know they're the best regular season team ever, and yet they're going to a Game Seven in the first round. It it is really hard to believe. Uh, but David, appreciate the call. Uh, as again, the Red Sox fall today five to two, and just to hit on the mediocrity point, I mean that's what thirteen and fourteen tells you right now. I, it, thirteen and fourteen is mediocre, and there is I I can still see the upside for the Red Sox. As I said before, the most optimistic view of this season is that they're competing for a wild card spot. Uh, you know, maybe if they get Adam Duvall back soon and and Trevor Story is progressing the right way, it adds to that offense. But the 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 main concern. You know, tonight was runners in scoring position. We t- we've talked about that. They were just two for thirteen, but it's the starting pitching. It continues to be the starting pitching, and you're dealt a big blow today with Garrett Whitlock. You know, now being on the injured list and, and a guy that you were hoping to rely upon now not being available at the very minimum here for for two weeks, and we'll see. You know how much that extends uh, further, and we hope for the best because. This guy's awesome to watch. I love watching Garrett Whitlock. What's more fun than watching a guy just pound the zone? And again, as a starter, the results haven't necessarily been there, but I was excited to see where it would go. And and of course, there's still a great chance of getting to see that this year. But the fact that he's on the shelf now uh, is, is certainly a, a discouraging thing and, and a tough blow coming into the game. And then the Red Sox 
it ends up being a wire-to-wire loss for them with Cleveland scoring two runs in the first inning and Nick Pavetta you know, not really having it from the get-go uh, with four runs allowed and five innings of work. And as I mentioned before, his ERA uh, now north of five right now. It's at 5.11, uh, 14 earned runs in 24 and two-thirds innings. Best starter ERA, Tanner Houck, who, who's had it. You know, he's, he's been solid, I, I think is a, a fair way to say it. But the ERA is still at 4.50. And it's sort of ironic, too, because he's a guy that you thought would be at the uh, at the bullpen maybe at this point. Brian Bale gets the start for the Red Sox, opposite of Zach Plesak. 4-10 first pitch against the Guardians. The Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show starts at 3-10 uh, along the Shaws and Star Market, WEI, Red Sox Radio Network. This has been a Red Sox review. I want to thank Stiz for doing a fantastic job behind the glass also getting us an update on what's trending. I'm Joe Wild giving you the final one final time. Red Sox fall 5-2 to two against the Cleveland Guardians. Thanks for tuning in to Red Sox Review here on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.